Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Hi, listeners, and welcome to the Voices of the Temple. Uh, Thank you for uh, coming with me into this sacred space. And as we do, I'm going to call to the goddess and God. I call to the great spirit. I call to the two who move as one through the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. I call upon the goddess, maiden, mother, crone, creator, sustainer, destroyer, weaver of the web. I call to the god, lord of light and lord of darkness, god of the green and the gold, god of the horn and the red, singer of the song, be with us now and forever. So more be. Hi, listeners. Um, I know it's been a couple months since I did my last podcast, um, but things have been hopping here at the temple. Um, we just got done in April with our ministerial retreat. And right before that, we did a barn cleanup with all of the ministers. And the barn uh, was extremely full of just about anything you can imagine. Um, We had done some work on the cottage that's on the the land here. And because we'd done that, there was some refuse left left over from it um, that just needed to be heave-hoed. So what we did was we got a huge um, dumpster to basically take all of this stuff to a place where it could be dumped. (laughs) Um, I know that's not great in ecological terms, but it really needed to go. And uh, it was taking up most of the barn, which we, you know, store all of the things for Temple Fest. um, And a lot of the things that we do um, that take on physical manifestation for our ministries gets stuffed in there and at some point um, our goal and what we're working towards is to have the barn transform into a community space that uh, we can do our rituals at um, that we can have um, uh, shrine store you know open and um, all sorts of different plans um, for the future and that's our long-term goals not Uh, Like, oh, tomorrow we're going to start building. Um, This is one of those things, like, that uh, every church has to deal with when they want to create their own space, is to having to raise money to do it and raise money to um, get things together and, you know, then deal with town stuff and deal with all the little miniature things that we have to do and minute things and large things that we have to do to get the space together and get it working. But thankfully, we have all these wonderful ministers who gathered together like two weeks after the barn cleanup. Um, And our goal this year for the ministerial retreat was to put together a ministerial manual for each of the ministries so that when we have to pass on the ministry to another person, and goddess forbid any of us should, you know, pass on in a different way, um, 
we could pass it off to the next person who's going to take it on and give them sort of a uh, crash course in how to do our ministry. Um, there were amazing ministerial manuals that uh, I have to say rivaled mine because I was like, whoa, uh, there was better organization and things in there that I that people put in theirs that I hadn't even thought of. So it was great to have that share and um, inspiration of our other ministers working together to form these amazing manuals that we could pass on to our next holder of that particular um, alignment or, you know, job. So, uh, it was a great time, and then uh, after that, we got together and made Mexican food for all of our deputies and all the people who could be here. Um, we were very thankful that one of our distant uh, lead ministers could be there and be with us. It was very nice. Um, now, looking forward into uh, the temple's uh, events and things like that, uh, we also have the St. Louis Pagan Picnic coming up. Um, if you're in St. Louis, uh, look it up. Um, the temple will have a booth there. So uh, you can come by and meet all of the other St. Louis people who are, you know, working and doing that. Um, it is being organized by um, one of our new Witchcraft 5 graduates. So, uh, well, new this year. Um and they do a great job there. Um, and if you are in the area and you want to try it, try it out um, or see what it's like, it's in June. Um, I want to say this year it's June 1st and 2nd. Uh, there are events both Saturday and Sunday. Um, I've gone to it a, a couple years back now. Um, and it always seems like a very fun event and you get to meet lots of different pagans and authors and, um, get to see people present, um, maybe even get a reading or, um, if anyone was at Beltane this, this, uh, month, you saw my fans with the silk scarves that came from me going to Pagan Picnic. Um, I love those things. Speaking of Beltane, uh, we are continuing with our Sabbath charged crystals, and I had put Rodenite out as our Beltane crystal, and the Rodenite was charged within circle. Um, as of now, we have four left, um, so I'm pretty happy with that, and we started out with around 44, so uh, pretty successful. Um, we still have some Amazonites left in the temple store, and I am not sending them to any other events because they are on our online temple store. If you'd like to have them shipped to your house, you can do that. Um, and But we also have plenty of the uh, crystal essences made from the, from the crystals before the Sabbath. Now, um, I think our next crystal... For Litha, we're going to have Bumblebee Jasper. Um, I haven't counted how many there are, but I do know there are a limited amount. Um, this sort of came about because we went to Tucson and had a great time there. 
Um, but my goal was to really pick out a special crystal that we could charge in the Sabbath um, that people could take home, that people from distance or distant members could connect to the energies by taking that home. Um, of course, uh, with Bumblebee Jasper, I will probably have to do a indirect method of getting the energy of the Bumblebee Jasper uh, because it has um, amounts of cyanide and things inside it, um, <laughs> which sounds awful, but uh, is actually part of the thing that gives it its color. Um, Bumblebee Jasper is used for manifestation, uh, for getting all the things done. Uh, it is a powerful uh, stone. And kind of, you can't find it everywhere. So I tried to pick something that you weren't going to just, you know, come to at your normal crystal shop. And uh, so we'll see how that all turns out. Now, I want to take a few moments to talk about something that is going on in the temple that, um, I mean, every group has this. Uh, it uh, always seems to crop up in any circle of human beings. Um, what I'm saying is uh, rumor. Rumor comes up when people don't know what's going on and they you know, use their imagination, and we all have this, and I'm not innocent of doing this, um, but we use our imagination to create what we think is going on. Um, I was just recently watching uh, a special by Brene Brown where she, you know, started to talk to her husband and say, uh, the story that I'm telling myself is, and I think it's really, rumor is kind of like that. It's like the story that I'm telling myself is that this is happening within the temple and we should be concerned and that uh, this has happened to me before. And, you know, it's sort of like a, a creative way of trying to figure out what's going to happen and protect ourselves in some way. And when we start to tell that story to someone else and they get confused about what's actually going on, um, that's when it starts to get out of hand. So if you ever hear a rumor um, about what's going on in the temple and you want to know what is actually going on in the temple, turn to your leadership. Who do you turn to? Who would you turn to if you, you know, heard something deliciously gossipy about the Virgo ministry, you turn to me, you know? Uh, if you heard something, you know, crazy about, you know, two people who have been friends for years uh, starting a schism where they create two different temples, um, <laughs> go to those people and actually ask them uh, what is going on, all right? Um and sometimes you're going to find that, you know, someone is just making up a story, uh, either in their head or um, from what they've seen or who knows um, why, they, why those stories get made. Um, but we have to turn to our leadership to be able to communicate what is going on. Now, I don't know what spurred this, like, weird rumor um, but 
<laughs> I know that the temple leadership is pretty strong, especially after we just had our ministerial retreat. We're all on the same page, mostly. Um, when it comes to our ministries, when it comes to the future of the temple, when it comes to the vision of the temple. Um, I've been on the board since um, the inception of the temple. Um, I've witnessed a lot of weird rumors that have come up or weird gossipy things that have happened. And you just kind of have to go, where is that coming from? Uh, what purpose does this serve? Um, I kind of, you know, take it as a little bit of parts therapy of like, why is this part of the temple, you know, what, what, what need does this serve? So the only thing I can think of is that people are trying to protect themselves and, and make themselves feel like they know what's coming down the road. And if you want to know what's coming down the road, listen to the podcast, um, talk to your leadership. Um, we'll tell you what's coming down the road. We have a vision, we have a plan. Um, and <laughs> it's not like we are having so much trouble that, you know, things are going to split apart or, or go crazy. Um, we actually have checks and balances in everything that we do. Um, and a lot of, I have to say, every single one of the ministers here in the temple in New Hampshire are above board. And when they're not, they're checked by the other people um, and checked by people in the board. Like every one of the ministries has its own board member that comes and checks in with it uh, to make sure things are going okay and uh, sort of help people steer the ship and get out of our own personal drama to do the service that we're, we're meant to do, right? So now that I've talked all about that, <laughs> I want to talk about our uh, spell for a better world that's coming up. Um, this moon's ritual is uh, potions, and we're actually creating waters of peace. Um, if you'd like to know more about it, you can visit our website and go to Spells for a Better World. Um, we are doing this on the Scorpio moon. Um, not quite the most peaceful of, of the signs, but the most watery, definitely. Um, but what we're trying to do is create a water of peace that can be poured onto the ground um, to spread the blessings of peace and use our magic for the best purposes that we can for the highest good of all. One of the things you might have heard rumors about is that here in New Hampshire, we've actually had to change halls. Um, this is because our old hall was having some difficulties. Uh, they could not give us uh, room for 130 like we used to have because um, the fire marshal came by and said, your fire code stuff is not up to snuff. So we had to find a place that would allow us to have more people in it because um, we do have to pay the rental of the hall and for a couple of different fees um, while, while we're doing any of the Sabbath rituals. So we had to find a place that um, could accommodate more people uh, 
the hall was only allowing us to do 49 unless we paid a fire marshal to come and basically go to the ritual with us. Um, and the amount of money that they wanted us to pay uh, would have made it so that there were no, there was no profit from our, our Sabbath. Um, so when we do want profit because uh, we save that so that we can actually transform the barn and have our own space to do our rituals in. Eventually, uh, when all that works out. So we had to move away from that hall. They'd also had some other issues uh, coming up before this where they had the flooding in their basement, which um, made their own fire alarms go off, uh, which they had to turn off the water to the kitchen. They had to um, do all sorts of things to manage the, the damage that had happened. And so we started looking for a different hall, and uh, I will admit it was pretty tooth and nail there, um, whether we were going to have the Sabbath at all. Um, and we finally got uh, a hold of the Dairy Masons, and we were using their, their hall um, at the moment. And we... Basically got to know that we were going to have it, uh, I think, Wednesday afternoon uh, <laughs> before we had our Beltane ritual. So this was not enough time for uh, our ritual team to find a way to get together to make a maypole. Uh, we had our class here at the temple because we didn't know where it was going to be and we just wanted people to know to come here for the, the class. And we had, uh, <laughs> we had initiations the night before. So we were all pretty busy, pretty tired. Um, but it went swimmingly. We did a ritual, um, without the maypole where we wove the people instead of weaving the ribbons. Um, and it was a very beautiful ritual and, uh, we had a, a good night and, I got to have fun, you know, setting up the store on the stage, which was different. Um, so we had to make those changes and transformations. And uh, going forward, I think if uh, all of our dates match up, we're going to be using the Dairy Hall, uh, Dairy Mason's Hall uh, instead. So it's sad because, you know, I myself have, you know, loving attachment to that um, the building that we were uh, using before. It's the place where I got my witchcraft to initiation done uh, during a full moon as the, you know, light, you know, the, in the dark hall where the moonlight was coming in through the giant windows. Uh, so it was quite a change. Um, but moving forward, I think this is going to be better for us. Um, just in the case that uh, the space is a better is easier to uh, navigate. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening. And when I can manage it, we're going to uh, be able to have some other people uh, talking with me again. Uh, not in so much as the interview that we used to do, but more of a conversation. Uh, I know Christopher has you know, said that he wants to um, 
get a time so that we can talk about uh, some things with the light bearers and um, the pilgrims and uh, maybe even get into some extra things for uh, thinking about the three rays. And um, that's our hopes. I'm saying their hopes because I don't know uh, when it'll manifest. Here at the temple, we're pretty busy. Um, I have to, I had to really like find time to do this one. And I honestly wanted to do this podcast before we had uh, Beltane, but unfortunately, things just get away from you, you know? Uh, especially when you have to do multiple jobs all at once. Well, as I said, I hope you've enjoyed listening and we'll close our space together. We thank the great spirit and the two who move as one. We thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the goddess and the God who move through us and work with us. May we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright 2010 of the Temple of Witchcraft. For more information, please visit templeofwitchcraft.org.